Boner. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 66, the Mario Lemieux episode of Lunchtime in Rome. Yes. I am Brian, and I am here with... My name's Eric. I'm Jay. Hi, guys. Hi, and guys. We are also here, um, honored to have Luke and Kate at the table, literally with us today. But before we get into that... Um, we wanted to say you can find everything that you need to find at lunchtimeinrome.com. We have all of our Twitter things and Facebooks and all of that. We also do invite you to join us at facebooklive.com. Josh Hughes, what's up? Um, but yeah, join us at lunchtimeinrome.com. We've got all our past episodes. We've got all of the show notes, uh, really great foundational stuff at the website, uh, lunchtimeinrome.com. Um, you can also connect with us at Spotify and iTunes and, and listen to us in all those places. Um, and so with that, we want to turn this over to Jay. What's the show all about, Jay? Why, is, we, why do we call this Lunchtime in Rome? We call this Lunchtime in Rome because it is based on a Bible verse, which is Romans twelve fifteen, which is rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And really, boy, are we lacking in that in our world. And because people don't do that, we're left feeling alone. You have a bad day, nobody cares. Or they tell you that you're wrong. You have a great day and everybody's like, eh, up yours. You know, I'm having a bad day. And so what most everyone goes through life feeling is alone from some point in time and another. And so what we do is focus what it would be like if we were having lunch in Rome, which would be Rome 12, 15-ish, where we hang out, we talk. We share life. We model what it is to rejoice and to mourn for the first 20 minutes. The second 20 minutes, we'll go over a tip or some sort of a tool to help other people from feeling alone. And the last 10 minutes, we'll go over some current events and apply uh, the emotional needs and things like that to them. But tonight is different, Eric. And why is tonight so different? Because we have Kate and Luke on? We do, in fact, have Kate and Luke. And what did they have to do to come on? They had to take the emotional needs questionnaire, which they did at lunchtimeinrome.com. And I forgot to say that. They did, <laughs> they did that. And, uh, what was the thing they took again? I was supposed to say? The relational needs questionnaire. The emotional go. needs it inventory? Is. Or is it the relational needs questionnaire? It's the relational needs questionnaire. Really? Okay. That's what we decided on. At lunchtimeinrome.com. And, uh, and they're here today. So thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having yes. us. Thanks, you. Um, Kate doesn't have a mic. Yeah, so Kate doesn't have a mic right now because I have speak it. Speak for her. Um, <laughs> she has right. thumbs up. Yeah. Um, so yes, welcome to this episode about you guys. Um, I know Kate and Luke from, uh, working at Merkel, uh, agency here in the Pittsburgh area. And I currently work with Kate. We actually sit right next to each other in the office and, um, God uh, bless you. <laughs> and uh and luke you're still in marketing you work yeah, at yeah. uh at bruner, bruner yep. yeah and um we're gonna come back to them yeah in a few minutes here sure, sure. they're gonna give us a little bit about themselves mm -hmm. and um we're gonna kick into our normal schedule right now i'm kind of excited for what i'm about to talk about because wow. we talked about this at work kate so um do you we're, guys know way to segue into yourself that was right? really good right Self segue yeah uh, do you remember or do you know those like um, meal services like Blue Apron and mm -hmm. like you can order the food. They send you all the ingredients mm -hmm. and like all the spices are like individually packaged in like one ounce containers. You know, she that has the most disdained. Look I know. I know. I know you hate this. I was <laughs> trying to unsnarkify myself. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we call those uh, training wheels. But whatever. <laughs> but uh, so a little Nancy Cooker, you. So every every so often I'll do a search, um, a Google search. I'll do like best apps reddit and usually there's a, a thread on reddit that'll like have people responding of apps that they found that they really that they really enjoy and one person recommended this app called meal lime m-e-a-l-i-m-e -E -E, kind of like meal time but without like the the time or the t for the time um and i looked at it and what it is is it's it's pretty awesome so it's like those like those recipe um food service places that deliver the meals to you but you, you pick your recipes that you want to do. They create the the shopping list for you to go to the store and, mm. and shop for mm -hmm. whatever you need. So you go and buy whatever you need. But the other cool thing is 
you can also use like a delivery service or Walmart pickup. So you can like send it to Walmart pickup and like th- then they'll go, I know, Jay, I know, I know. But you're still actually. You're, you're combining my disdain. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, you don't shop for your own groceries, what are you even doing? So I, so I. It's good for other people. I, Bless their but hearts. I, I went to Shop and Save and I went and I bought. And it's it actually brings up things like, so, you know, I went and got ginger root. I only needed two inches of ginger root, but I bought like five. And now I have three inches of ginger root <laughs> sitting in the garbage can right now. You're doing great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Luke's doing great. <laughs> inches. Just leave I, I mean, I was, you know what I was thinking. Oh, we were with you. <laughs> You're like Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's cool. So everything, like, and then you have the recipe and you can, you can cook it. So I made, um, it was called egg roll in a bowl. Egg roll in a bowl. And, it and called, you, that's what you put on the website? I did. You expected someone to be like, oh, clearly that's a egg roll in a well, bowl I, there. I put the chopsticks on top to kind of give it like, you know, it's an Asian dish. And like, it kind of looks it looked like. unbelievable. Look professional. Dude, it was so good. It, it was honestly, it was so good. I feel bad though, because it was, it wasn't spicy. What's, is it supposed to be? But Amy said it was spicy. Uh. It was one of those kind of things. So like. The, the only thing in it that made it spicy, and I even dialed back because it called for like red pepper flakes, mm-hmm. and I didn't put red pepper flakes yeah. in, but it had um, chili, uh, like a chili sauce. It had two teaspoons of chili sauce. What kind of chili sauce did you buy? There's a chicken on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's spicy chili paste. Yeah, it's spicy. It's like. Well, that stuff's pretty spicy. Okay, but like in a giant, like. Oh, no. Like bowl right like it was a big bowl and that mixed in with mayo because i thought the mayo would cut it i even added a little bit more mayo to try to cut it a little bit for amy but she ended up saying it was still too spicy well she thought that general so's was spicy it was sweet right but i'm telling you she's like that's you know she likes buffalo chicken dip and that's kind of her jam for the spice level was it Mm -hmm. sambal you can look at the pantry after the show or i'll go get it when i hand the mic back (laughs) um no it was sambal because there's a chicken on it. It ended up being really, really delicious, and it was fun to put together. Like, you know, like I put like I, the sesame oil in the pan and got cooking, and I was like, wow, it really does smell Asian how in much here. Sesame, how much sesame oil did you use? It, it was only like to coat the bottom of the pan. That's still a lot. Sesame oil is like, it just knocks it's the door down, and it's, it's like, potent. yo, sesame's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was potent. It did smell violent. like an Asian restaurant. So, All right. but it was awesome. It was great. Um I also feel like there was a buzzing that happened before, like right, 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 right after we started recording. Yeah, I was, I was trying to get your attention. I'm hoping that it's not the furnace because that's the other thing this week that I wanted oh. to talk about. So our furnace stopped working, and then I kicked it back. I got it working again. There, there was a motor that froze up, and uh, it looks like it. Um, and I got the motor going again, but then today we woke up to a little chilly of a house. Oh, and bummer. Yeah, but the long Isn't story it short, it's like six years old. Oh, bummer. Um, but guy came out today fixed it we're good but i'm hoping that it's not going to explode right underneath us that would be what a story though that'd be good right hit it with the hammer got the work went out on episode 66 it was a good run everybody never having these two back on (laughs) (laughs) never blew up when luke just wait till we start talking (laughs) that's my week brian what do you got going on um, not a whole lot food wise. I've just been eating a lot of leftovers. We've had so many leftovers. I feel like the leftovers are multiplying. Um, I've been buying a ham at Aldi. It's like a you know seven dollar ham, and it gets us like meals for days, and it's just so nice because I love real ham. I love real ham. I don't and like chip chopped ham like the that yeah. Pittsburgh meat. I'm not a fan. But it's nice to have it because it's like half of a spiral, and you can just keep eating it, you know, for everything. So I've, that's what I've been doing. But my adventure this week was I gave myself a haircut. Yes, you did. I always I've been giving myself a haircut for 15 years. Okay, yeah. so it's not like I'm new to this. Right. But I did get new clippers for Christmas, and this was the second time that I tried to do it. And we'll we'll put the pictures on um, the website. But I, I I did the whole thing, and then. Uh, I, I messed around with the back and you can't see the back, you know, so it's just kind of you're going off a of feel. Do you try to put like racing stripes in there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to go for that like 1989. Like vanilla ice. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. like that. Um, but no, I, I walked in and I said, hey, Lex, do you think you can uh, cut the back, you know, just, just trim me up in the back here? Because I, I feel like, and I turned around and, and like the next thing I heard was, <gasps> not what and you I want. was like, that's, that's <laughs> not what you want. <laughs> not what you want to hear when you get, get a haircut or give yourself a haircut. And so I, I took this giant like chunk out of my right behind my right left or my my 
the back of my head. The old right left ear. That's right the worst one there. <laughs> no, behind my right ear. Uh, and it was it was brutal. It was brutal. And so it was like from the movie Jackass when they had like the they oh, would come up behind each oh, other. Band, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Take you a can chunk, see, take you a can chunk see out. it in the feet almost. You can see the little spot there. Yeah, oh, not oh, anymore. I, I was gonna make I was gonna make up stories about you know what surgeries I've had or you know what things Ooh. have happened to me, but we ended up you know kind of cutting it out and being okay. But yeah, you pointed out the fixed version. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh. I mean, for free. I love that. Luke's like backing up. It's not that bad. You can see it right there. <laughs> Coming from a guy that hasn't so had a haircut noticeable. in like a year and a half, so no mistakes. <laughs> I mean, hey, it saves a lot of money. So that's my week. Yeah, and it, it and time. Like I just hate going to sit yeah. with it for a haircut, and then it's like twenty minutes, and you still haven't got your haircut, and then you pay twenty bucks or whatever. And the random anyways. conversation that you don't want to have. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and and I've been doing it for fifteen years, and it's always been really good. So not this time. So I mean, it always looks good, buddy. My batting average is pretty. I feel. Good. I feel like yeah. I feel like your your average is going pretty well. Yeah. So that's that's it. Uh, this week for me, um, we're still in the midst of the our we call a kitchen three because we've lived in our house for 20 years and it was the worst room in the house when we bought it. So we actually professionally had it done. Then we redid it 10 years ago and now it's kitchen 3.0, but we took a break. Uh, I took a break on Saturday and took my daughter, Bella, who's 14 down to the convention center because there was a open casting call for extras for a new TV show that I think it's Jeff Bridges, I think is going to be on in Pittsburgh and she wants to be famous. She wants to be an actress. She wants to do all this stuff. So we drive down $13 for special event parking. Turns out beer fest. Who knew? Oh Uh, yeah. We roll in and I talk to security and she goes, yeah, 7am tomorrow morning. Oh Oh, no. And I just turn and I look at Bella and the tears start coming down her face. And I'm like, well, so that would have been Sunday morning. Well, it's when it was starting was Sunday morning. Right. But Rachel had told us, you know, Saturday. Oh, and I'm man. like, no, no, it's Saturday. And she's like, nope. So they can start lining up at 6 a.m. And they start, you know, interviewing oh, people at 7. That's rough. And, and I'm like, oh, and I paid 13 bucks for parking. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, if you go quickly, you can still get out. And so <laughs> oh, I had man. a $25 gift card for Woolies. And Bella's crying. And not hard. I mean, she's just yeah. disappointed. She's crushed. Because there's still a chance she can come down the next day with Rachel yeah. after church. So we start, and I had, a, like I said, a gift card for Woolies. So I park, and we're walking, and it was so great. I said to her, I said, you know, it's funny. As I said, as people look at us, I'm sure they're thinking, oh, it's, it's his turn with his daughter. You know, like the, they think that you and the mommy and I are divorced. She goes, you know you say that a lot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do I? She goes, yeah, this summer when we were at Chick-fil-A, and we wanted to sit out, I wanted to sit outside, but you said no because everybody would be like, oh, it's daddy's night with his daughter. And I was like. Oh, there's something in there I got on <laughs> I don't know what that is. But I used my gift card that I got from Jan for Christmas. Jan, Jan, Jan. Jan, Jan. Jan is my secretary slash I saw her this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I was taking, or I was coming back from taking Abby to school, and I passed her as I was turning off Universal into Stotler. Ah, I was thinking you were somehow. She was on the phone or not looking at Not paying attention. Not paying attention. To also my sister. Or me. Um, so I bought... Uh, Delmonico steaks at uh, Woolies. So I've been, and Rachel's doing an eating plan, my wife. It's called NP crap. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, the point of the story is macros and all that stuff. So she's not eating as much red meat. Um, I do all the cooking in my house, 99%. And I love it and I'm passionate about it. Like right now, there are pork chops, chicken breasts. I ate the last steak just now, burgers. And the running joke is like uh, my kids have uh, they don't know chicken how good fries. They, have it. they, they want to just they... do chicken nuggets or whatever for dinner. <laughs> Something random. Um, so I ate basically this week four steaks. I think I gave Joe one half steak. <laughs> what a rough life. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'm like, I'll make you all the chicken fries you want. That's fine. <laughs> but the new bonus is since we're redoing the kitchen and we redid the floor on Saturday and Sunday is we added a few extra felt things because I have a good old Penhills house. So it's like this and this and this and oh, tilted yeah. and all that kind of fun stuff. So now when I'm cooking on the stovetop, I don't have to switch every like minute or so because the oil pulls to the one side. <laughs> I've been twisting it back and forth. And the other day I was like, I'm just going to let it go. Because it all <laughs> What just, do I do? It was right. I don't know. I just stood there. And I'm like, <laughs> 
So that's that's my greatest update. Uh, the kitchen update, kitchen 3.0. The fridge I can't kit, wait to see the it. The fridge that ate, ate the dining, the kitchen came yesterday. Oh, you didn't come over. You gotta for do a hashtag, either. man, for like the updates. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. <laughs> I actually got in trouble. We were over at my mom's because my sister Mary Lynn is in town, Hi, and Mary Lynn's an avid listener. And I think she's on right now. She is. She's listening, and she said, "How's Eric's eye?" Oh my oh. gosh. It's still in. It's still in my head. Yeah, still got it. Yep. Um, and it's permanently blurry. I just checked again. <laughs> just to see if maybe it was cleared <laughs> yeah, was up. Like, ah. Yeah, it's still blurry. Um, but I I can see fine. So I'm, I'm thankful that very I can kind. see fine. And I said, well, he doesn't say anything, so it can't be yeah. too yeah. bad. Thank you so much for asking. That's she awesome. Did. And then of course Rich was there, and he's like. What happened to Eric? And I said, well, 4th of July, whatever else. And he was like, oh, so what, did he have an okay Christmas? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, 4th of July. He goes, why did I think Christmas? I don't know. Yeah. Christmas in July. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. But, but yeah, so we are here with Kate and Luke. Kate and Luke. Or Luke and Kate. And um, we are so happy to have you guys here. Um, but would you guys give us a little, tell us a little bit about yourself? Do we want them to do what did they do this week and what did they eat and then tell about sure. themselves? Sure. Yeah, well, we both say the know. same thing. What did you do? What did you we eat? We had Panda Express. Yeah. Orange oh. chicken. No, I mean, it wasn't too fancy. We were pretty. Asian I, Chipotle. I do love, I do Our whole wedding Express. diet is going really, really well. I've been on a wedding diet for a long time and mm-hmm. I haven't lost a damn pound. Yeah. Because wow. <laughs> we eat things like I've Panda probably gained Express. weight since then. Uh, I don't know. So. What else did we eat? I mean, you do the cooking. I do zero percent of the cooking, unless That's it's super true. fancy. You You'd do the eating. You'd be so disappointed in me, though. No, but see, it's different. You would be. I would not be. I do Walmart grocery pickup. Oh, you would I be. I am disappointed. In you. I knew it you takes would be. so but, long. But you're not passionate about it. No. So therefore, uh, that's okay. Yeah. No, it's because if we go in and we start buying stuff, like I'm like, I want that cereal. I want mm-hmm. fruit roll ups. I want everything. Yep. And she won't let me have it. But I got so Scooby Snacks. You got the greatest mom eyes. <laughs> Kate just is like that. I've been working true. on them for like I've six years. <laughs> that is who he is. I can feel it. Does. I mean, I can feel yeah. it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Scooby Snacks. I've had them for lunch for like three days in a row. Oh my God. I miss them so much. Yeah. That is such an amazing thing because with all due respect, my 14-year-old daughter, Bella, she was like, do you know about Scooby Snacks, Dad? And I was like... No. What are they? Well, no, they changed the blue ones. They used to be like a matte blue. They're not blue anymore. They're they're like regular, tr- like, well, I don't know. because of the coronavirus. It's got to be. That blue it's dye number be. five. I was so disappointed. I was excited for them. Yep. Mm. And they're going to screw up Dunkaroos now, too, I bet. <laughs> it's guaranteed. <laughs> I don't know. What else do we eat, though? I don't know. Should we tell them a little bit about ourselves? Sure. You start. What? Oh, boy. How much do you want to know? Roman numerals. Oh. One. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where are you from? Yeah, I mean, kind what of, do you kind of what you guys did in the email this morning, and yeah. So, born and raised in Pittsburgh, I'm a total yinzer. I love Pittsburgh. That was one thing that when Luke and I started dating, I was like, neither one of us ever wants to leave Pittsburgh. So that's perfect. Um, Grew up on the main streets of of Pine Richland. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's right. Grew up on the main streets of Pine Richland, and then security went to, guard with a Segway. Yeah, dragging his garbage cans behind him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Bless your mm-hmm. hearts. <laughs> Went to Penn State. I know I drink the Kool-Aid. Eric gives me a hard time all the time. Still have my season tickets. Hey, sky's blue and white, isn't it? That's right. God did that. (laughs) (laughs) Because? Of Penn State. Because he's a Penn State fan. That's right. In your mind. (laughs) No way. Yeah, Matt. Well, so you didn't even go to Pitt. No. But you're anti-Penn State. Well, I mean, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I parted there a few times. My One of my best friends, he was the captain of the Penn State hockey team. Mm-hmm. And man, did I party at Penn State. <laughs> Ooh, I said, I cannot go here. There's no way. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a great yeah. time. But yeah, started working in digital marketing after I graduated. That's where I met Luke. Been together about six and a half years. Just got engaged last summer. Getting married in 29 days. 29 Congratulations. Days. But you're in the home stretch. Yeah. Like the, the, the bulk of the work is done. Yeah. The bulk. Now it's all the final details. And the fire final. put out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff still. Yeah. And how did you guys, if I may jump in, start to ask questions already? Of and course. I, I don't want to do that. No, but how, what percent was the wedding planning between the two of you? Should we answer at the same time? 95.5. No, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> he went pretty high on the now. <laughs> <laughs> you say no. It like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you lie when your voice goes up. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> I would say like 80 20. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, I, no, I feel like, I mean, she asked my opinion, but you mm-hmm. had veto power, right? Yes. Yeah. That's if you a good way to put it. You know about something. If you're yep. like, no. 
Yeah. You would acquiesce. Yeah. I, I gave the right answer as long as she liked it. There is that as well. <laughs> I made no decisions without you. Yeah. I think the only thing I cared about was the donuts and the band. Because we're not getting a cake. We're doing donuts. Dude, that's that's yeah. baller. That's so yeah. good. Oakmont Bakery. That's dope. Yeah. I've known people who have done pies Ooh. instead. I could I could get down with that. Yeah. All right. Let's switch it up. Too late. <laughs> nope. Too late. <laughs> yeah. And so then that's the bulk of that's done and then it went pretty mm-hmm. well. And now just again, it's the fire put out. It's the last minute. This is it's the last yep. minute. That's we've yeah. done it actually. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Luke, why don't you give us a little background about you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Born and raised Oakdale, uh, Pennsylvania. Oakdale. America's hometown. And is I, that really the title? Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all on the wall. I mean, we have the mural right in the middle of town. I mean, I, I love Oakdale. Why is it America's hometown? I'm very familiar with it, but I, why? <laughs> have you? I mean, if you're very familiar with it, you would know. Yeah, you, you would know. know. If you, you have know. to ask, you don't understand. I don't. We have all those yuppies from South Fayette coming through. It's like, get out of here. So you don't belong here. I'm familiar. Do you, have any uh, South Fayette you know South Fayette. We already offended someone. I, I hope so. That's fine. If someone, if someone's listening to this podcast from South Fayette, it's not like you're from I McDonald. You. <laughs> oh, like, Mc, like McDonald's like a, a lower level of Oakdale. <laughs> it's it's the poor suburb of Oakdale. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Where ironically, you no can, McDonald's. You can, uh, there's no. There is. Wait, was nope. there a McDonald's? No, not at least last be. time I was there five years ago. Yeah. Well, hey, McSummerfest. You can contact uh, Luke at. Yes. <laughs> Luke at upyours.com. <laughs> That's Pretty his much. Uh, email yeah, website. Yeah. No, but born and raised in Oakdale, I mean, I, I never wanted to leave. Uh, all my buddies are from there. Uh, no one leaves. And that's kind of how I was like, I'm going to buy a house here. I'm going to raise a family here. And that's, thank goodness, Kate was on board with that. Because hmm. uh, that would have been a deal breaker, <laughs> mm. I think. Yeah, I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. I mean, went to Waynesburg University. Uh, I went to college to play sports. Uh, didn't care about my education. Uh, but I still, I mean, I was good at school. Uh, but after that, uh, taught for two years. As I say, I don't care about education. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I don't know I, I, I became a teacher uh, taught 6th grade science and uh, got an opportunity with uh, my now boss Kevin who said if I was to offer you a job today would you quit your job and I said yes and that's how I got into digital marketing and I met Kate where were Score. you teaching West Allegheny in your home district yeah yeah so I coached soccer there uh, varsity soccer team and I was like that's my end and one of the most important things about you is that you're a goalie in hockey yes <laughs> Locomotiva hockey. hockey club. Yeah. Look us up. Uh, what is it? Locomotiva. Okay. It's like the the Russian, uh, Russian gas team. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a team. Uh, I think they they died on a plane. Oh. They had a, like oh, a plane, yeah. a yeah. plane crash. Yeah. Just a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Like, That's stupid. <laughs> God rest what their a souls. Dumb name. <laughs> I, I, I took some grass gerb, so <laughs> I wasn't an original. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I love playing adult league hockey. I mean, it's like my only form of competition I have left, and I need it. Right. Yeah. So Except for when we watch Jeopardy together at night. Six, <laughs> six to two last night, by the way. I got six questions right. She only got two. No one's counting. Isn't that no. great and humbling? <laughs> oh. not, not that you beat her six two. That is It was all humbling as well. questions. Yeah. But just when you can watch an entire episode, mm-hmm. and you're like, I got two. <laughs> <laughs> now, do when you guys watch, do you, and you keep score, obviously. Yep. Do wrong answers count? Uh, no, because they're all wrong. I mean, sometimes we just like spur right, out. Because like, the score would have been negative 34 to negative 38. Yeah, but the best thing is like when you guess and sometimes you're right, we're like, whoa. Oh, like, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, rain, oh. Yeah, oh, so I'm rain man. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you knew it. Yeah. When yeah, you just. All along. They're oh. like a painter. You're like, you know. Picasso. I couldn't even think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, da gama. <laughs> <laughs> but. So you guys have not had any pre-marriage teaching nope. and you've only listened to a couple of podcasts. And so tell me about when you guys took the relational needs questionnaire, questionnaire <laughs> we changed the title to, how did that go when you guys took the test? Well, I think what was interesting, but what we expected was that our needs were almost completely opposite. I don't know that there was too much that surprised me about mine. Yeah. There was no surprise. I think for either of us, it was like. Pretty much spot on. Yeah. Right. Made sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And how well did you guys know the emotional needs going in? Does that make sense? None. Or you just took the test? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had no clue. Yeah. It I pops think out. They were talking about it one day, like when they came in from work and I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Send it my way. And right. And it was funny. We were like, yeah, yeah this is pretty much right. Yeah. And how quickly did it, like, did you go through it pretty quick taking it? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it took me like five minutes. Right. Yeah. Because it's only yeah. Gut 30 reactions. questions or whatever we said. Like 30 questions. Yeah. Um, 
And did you talk about it afterwards? Like you just oh, sort yeah. of just. Yeah, we laughed about it pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we joke about like, he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like my affection score was super high. I'm super touchy. Hey, I'm going to give you all the credit in the world. I don't know that I have ever seen somebody. You might be the highest affection score. I've ever seen. I tell Eric all the time that like if I could hug every coworker when I walk in in the morning and when I leave in the evening, I would do it. But I think someone will call HR, so I refrain. But I and Luke is always like, "Why do they would call HR on others before you?" I would hope so. (laughs) I heard Kate score, and I was like. (laughs) he's like that makes total sense like you always have to be touching me even if it you know like a toe in bed at night yeah it's like we're in bed and she's like just 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 put your butt on me like just like a pinky or an elbow and i'm like god just like it's a king-size bed i'm laying on the side it's like don't touch me (laughs) it's a king-size bed you're like i'm all the way over here for a reason Mm -hmm. yeah which is funny because your score now this is these are just numbers but i mean you were 100 yeah and you were at 35 you were 100 i thought that was high yeah Wow. And you thought oh, it was yeah. high. I was like 35. Like, I was I like, oh, I don't know about this test. <laughs> it might not be well, it's right. like we looked through all of our scores, and like my highest score was lower than her lowest score. Right. Which actually, that's a good thing to point out as people, you know, watch this and listen to this, pull a seat up at the table. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like when you compare each other, it doesn't, you know, it's not like, oh, you've got all the needs in the world and you have none. It's just, it's all very, it's only relative to yourself. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can see and that. So, um, because then if you just compare numbers, you're like, well, then you have all the needs and I have none. Right. Yeah, you know, it's clearly not the case. It's it's more based on well, high and low. <laughs> well, you can have, that kind of also made sense, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's true as well. Um, but how does that play out, the need for affection? Because that is the greatest disparity if I have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, just touch me. Just just yeah. stick your big toe on my heel yep. so that I know. Hug me. Love. Hug me. Yeah. I'm right. Like, okay. And it's funny because in my relationship with my lovely bride, we're the opposite. Now, I'm not at 100, but compared to her, I sure am. Like, she would look at you and be like, needy, you know, at 35. <laughs> like, I, I told her last night about your scores. And she was just like, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But what happens? Like, how do you come? Like, are, so if you've had a bad day. Do you immediately go over and give him a hug? Yeah. Or does that just happen no matter what anyhow? Yeah, that pretty much happens anyway. Like, right. I want to hug first thing when we get up in the morning, when we're walking out the door. I give him a kiss when he gets out of the car. I mean, it's constant. And it drives him crazy. But I do it because she likes it. Which is the beauty of it. Most which, of the time. There are times that I'm like, just, just, I need some yeah. time. Yeah. Right. And I get, like, greatly offended by that. Sure. Like, whenever he's like, don't touch me, it, like, upsets me to my core. Right. And like in order to feel like everything's better again, like I need a hug. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get that, I'm like, now we've got because right. it's a need. Yeah. Something's not right. And how will you communicate that to him? I try and force hugs on him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so then it's, let's just say it's a bad, bad day. Not just a bad day, but it's a mm-hmm. bad, bad day. And you say, hey, I, I just need a hug. A and bad like, day for both of them? Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. For, Okay. And you say, hey, no, not now. I don't think I've ever said that. Okay. Okay, I probably have. <laughs> I remember that. She two probably times. she's like January thirteenth, two thousand and eighteen. Four fifteen. What happens then? I think I usually will kind of concede because I know that when he's had a bad day, he just needs time on his own. He needs to be alone. But yeah, I need to decompress a little bit. Mm-hmm. It exacerbates my bad day. Right. Like it makes my bad day worse. I think we're both in a high stress work environment a lot of the times. I mean, oh, you do digital marketing, but it's like if you're in charge of millions of dollars. You screw something up. It's like, yeah, you're going to get fired. Right. <laughs> so it's you're not like, going to get warned. Yeah. You, it's like you have the clients constantly. It's like you have your phone. You're looking at email. It's like you're getting texts. You're like phone calls. It's like mm-hmm. I get home. I'm like, right. Just relax. You just need to decompress. Yeah. yeah. And so one of your highest needs is respect. Yeah. How do you get mm. that need met? Like when you go, okay, that's it. That's it. Ah, that's that's what I'm talking about. And how is it that it gets taken from you, if that makes sense? Like, Yeah, I mean, I I don't really need the acknowledgement. It's like I can almost just like feel it. If like it's more in how you talk to someone over anything else. You can tell if they respect you or if they're like, man, you know, whatever. I don't respect you at all. So I think that's like my biggest thing. It's like I just need to look at you and be like, okay, I got you. And someone taking it away from me, it's the same exact thing. If they just kind of blow you off. It's so like... It's, 
I, I need acknowledgement. Yeah, being dismissive. More so than for else. you, in a lot of ways, it's it's reading somebody. It's kind of reading their energy. It's kind of reading their body language, and and you can tell. Okay, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I I can see through people right away. We're like, that's why I like interviewing people. I'm like, mm. no. Like right off the bat, it's like nine times out of ten, I feel like I'm typically right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like I really feel off of people's energy. Like I never met you guys before today. I'm like, you guys are cool guys. Mm. Like you're not like. And you're right. Yeah. I mean, hey. You <laughs> know. Well, his voice didn't go up. You guys are cool guys. <laughs> yeah. er- Eric, on the other hand, uh, I mean, can't trust the guy with the beard. Coronavirus. Right. Right. Wow. Although, on the other hand, he is feeding you beer, so. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's Miller Lite, though. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> what about between the two of you? Is there a way that, like, she meets your need for respect and or doesn't? No offense. Mm. So let me ask you this. Uh, let me rephrase. And you can think. Yeah. She comes home. You come home. Bad day. She's like, oh, I'll give you a hug. She gives you a hug. You're like, no, just give me a minute. And do you get angry? Like if she keeps swarming? No, because I think deep down I kind of want it. Interesting. Mm. In a way, just because like, I, you know, but it's like I don't like to be touched. Right. <laughs> now, let, let's go into that for both of you. Mm-hmm. Let's just stick with the whole affection thing because it's so, dispar- yeah. there's a great disparity. How are you raised? Now, again, the, the need for affection is twofold. It's both physical touch but it's also words of intimacy. And the way the example I always use is myself. <laughs> it's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> but in, I was raised in a family that was, I love you, I love you, I love you, yeah. I love you, but we weren't touchy-feely. And so like with Rachel, sure, I'm that guy that's, you know, if things are wrong, you know, I'll, I'll tackle her because I know she doesn't want to hug, so mm-hmm. I'll just tackle her. Or, yeah. you know, my dad was the worst. He would literally like pull my mom's pants down right in the kitchen <laughs> oh, because she was the exact same way. She was like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, five. Oh, well, that well, makes four, sense. Well, five of us total. Uh, <laughs> but how were you raised? We absolutely were a very touchy-feely and very verbal I love you type of family. And to this day, Luke will make fun of me because the last thing you say before you get off the phone has to be I love you. So if you already did the I love you, I love you too, and then you remember something, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, can you remember to bring this when you come over? Got to reset yep. it. Okay, I love you, I love you too. Oh, wait. Like, we'll say it 15 times because it has to be the last thing you say. And you're over there making well, a news. No. He's like, we get it. <laughs> no, no, it's like, I, what I like to do with Kate, it's like, I like to say something extremely inappropriate the last time I, like, if we're leaving the car, I'm like, like, boner. <laughs> and I leave. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> it's not, that's not the worst I've said. No. But wait, now now we're getting off the topic and I want to stay there for a second. So you say something inappropriate as the last thing when you hang up, just in spite, to spite? I wouldn't say that's more, sp- I just think it's funny. And see, for those of you who are listening at home, Kate is hurting her neck Vigorously by nodding, nodding up and down. Yes, it is to spite, out of spite. me. It, it, no, it's I would never It's the same reason he roots against Penn State. It's to tease and to needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe push buttons, which I actually think is how he shows affection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he will drive me insane. Like, you know, we'll be sitting there watching TV at night and he just has to be like, he'll just like poke me and just like make mouth <laughs> I, sounds, I totally which I relate. hate. I'm a button it drives pusher, me nuts. But at the same time, like I kind of don't hate it because to me, that's how he is showing his affection. I'm just prepping her for kids, man. So let me ask you this Very in that well. regard, Very because you also with respect is your highest emotional need. It's security, and security is twofold. One is... Wait, wait, wait. Who's the security? His. Okay. So besides respect, it's security. Okay. Yes, they're equal numbers. That also has two components. One is, hey, did you tur- unplug the toaster oven? You know, did you lock the windows? Did you lock the doors? But the other is also in the emotional security. You know, mm-hmm. hey, do you still love me? Are we okay? Is everything all right? You know... Why are we both now at seat? Once again, for the podcast, you guys are nodding <laughs> Sorry, so beautifully. Knowing together. looks, nodding <laughs> each other. Yep. Beauti- Wait, and I want to tell you something. To me, that was the greatest moment in the hour that I've known you guys was that endearing nod that you guys just both gave each other. That was seriously as beautiful a thing as I've seen. Aww. Now explain it for me. I have a constant need for reassurance and that drives Luke crazy. He always said that one of the things he found most attractive about me was my confidence. And yet I still constantly need to hear like I want to rebound immediately. If if we have a fight, I want to hash it out and get on. Get on with it. We're I'm not, going, I'm going way on a limb. I hold the grudge. And you're exact opposite. You can't talk about it right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things that it's like I don't feel like I need to tell you because, you know. Or even if we talk about it, he still kind of holds on to the feeling of it. So it's like we talked it out. We're on the same page. I just want to go back to, hey, we're buddies again. Everything's yeah, she flips good. A switch. And he 
for days will kind of hold mm. on to that. And I'm like, okay, but can I have a hug so that I know we're good? Mm-hmm. Like, just let me know that we're good. And that that's something that I think we definitely struggle with. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've tried to work on it a lot. That's something I really have tried to work on. But it's sure. like I hold grudges mm-hmm. uh, in my day-to-day life and, and things like this where it's like, I know that I'm right here. Why don't you just listen to me? So I want to go back to that part of the security. So for you, having a high need for security, is it much more on the physical side of things and not so much relational? Uh, or is it also relational? And let me just go here. Because in your, you know, we ask them to, and anybody who comes on the show, if we don't know them real well, we want to hear their story. And, you know, in your story growing up was, man, best friends. You had yeah. best friends who were your enemies. Then they were your best friends. Then they were your enemies. You know, it's typical yeah, guy stuff. Pretty much. You know, but also the fact of getting left alone a little bit from time to time because life is busy. I mean, we tell the story of me growing up, youngest of five. Everybody else is gone. I played tag against the wind <laughs> once. I made up the game wind, a, a tag. Yeah. If the wind blew and it hit me and I felt it, I lost. <laughs> so I understand alone. Yeah. So... My point is, is it more the, is it the physical side or is it the emotional side of, hey, I don't know where I stand with people all the time. I I think it could be that just because I think, uh, like you said, from a childhood, it's like I had a lot of friends that weren't good friends. Right. That's like even like my best friend throughout high school. It's like we were best friends till, you know, from fourth grade all the way to our junior year. And then, bam, like we didn't talk. It's like we got new friend groups, and that hurt, man. That that was rough. I think maybe that could be short. Sure is yeah. That that can definitely be something. It's like we became friends again, and then recently we hated each other again. Hmm. And then it was my boss's son. Oh, well, that's wow. a problem. So it's like I was kind of the son that he didn't have all that crap, you know, yada yada yeah. yada, all that stuff. But it's like then we had like a heart to heart talk. I was like, hey, man, like let's talk, and we hashed it all out. And he was like, I had no idea. He's like, I had it all wrong. I was like, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it was rough. And so if you have that need for security, uh, in a relationship, because you know, everybody's either sort of been there, but then also gone and then they're here, but then they're not. Yeah. Is it easier to tease than to be vulnerable and just say how you feel? Yeah, probably. I would mm-hmm. say that. I mean, I, even if I'm a hundred percent hurt, I'm going to make a joke out of it. Right. Yeah. I, I always admit do. that it hurt. Yeah. I, I, Cause I, I try not to show it. Sure. Uh, I put up a pretty good uh, facade of being like the jokester, the guy that's, you know, funny. You should see my license. I should. (laughs) Did you do a driver's license? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You want to see it? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Because I, I, I we might have to put it, we might have to put it on the show notes. We might want to I I don't really look like it. But wait, I'm, I'm interested to see if it's what I think it is. Say it. Well, I, a friend of my brother's who was crazy. (laughs) And I say that with all due respect to mentally, uh, challenged people uh, got a his license taken with a collar as a Catholic priest. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> That'll be in eight years. <laughs> this is an eight-year license. Okay, so that's not what you did. Nope. No. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's, it's just a. I mean, it's like I make a joke. Out of, like I try seen, to make a joke. Out if of you've ever seen stuff. Home Alone and the scene where Macaulay Culkin takes the picture and he's like, Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. Woof. It's a similar face to that without the braces. It is that face. That is outstanding. So, like, have you gotten That's pulled fantastic. over with that? Not yet. I just got this one. A week ago. Yeah, a week ago. Is that, I a, did it. Is that a real ID? Yeah, that's my actual ID. Wow. Yeah, I did it when fancy. I was 18, and it got me out of two tickets. Like, cops look at it, they laugh, and they're like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> that's so it's brilliant. Weird. And you're like, only him. Well, right. yeah, everyone, like, laughs at it, and, like, I came home, and I showed her, and she's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Well, you know, we're going to get married. I'm like, we're going to have to show this to a lot of people, like in a marriage certificate. It's my future mugshot. Like, yeah, we're totally ready to get married. Do they do that? Super mature. Yeah, I think they pull it off of your license database. That's how they For get your them. marriage certificate. Don't For you have your license? Shot. We, we oh, moved on to say, how, oh. old, how old am I that I don't have my picture <laughs> on my marriage certificate? <laughs> no, they don't do that. No. Okay. <laughs> Which now you're bringing up a whole other thing with a marriage certificate. You guys took care of that already? No, not no. Yet. Get the license ready. No. Okay, get on that. Yeah. We wanted to see how tonight went first. All right. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're still on the fence. <laughs> Just to be sure. Nice. So hey, far, so good. I, I did say once to a couple that I was working with, I said, "Listen, you can call the wedding off, and there's no dis- there's no you know there's no judgment in that." I said, "But don't you dare get married mm-hmm. and get divorced." And I actually held the check they gave me to the rehearsal dinner, and I'm like, "So we." We're doing this. We're so good. Are we good? Because I'm still all right. Just checking. Because I wasn't. It's big confidence boost for them. I bet. It didn't go well. Um, So I want to do two things. One, I forgot that your number one need is affection. Mm -hmm. Number two is attention. 
Yeah. And that's okay. And that's the black sheep of the emotional needs family. Like, mm-hmm. like nobody says, oh boy, you know, Luke, you really have a high need, you know, for respect. Like, okay, you have a high need for respect. Well, that was my highest, and it really surprised me. What, attention? Yeah, because, like, I'm always the guy that's like, I don't want to be an attention, you know. I, I don't. <laughs> like, like I, I don't, and that's why it surprised me so much. Like, I don't want to be, like, I'm, I'm confident I'll get up and do things, but it's not because I want attention. It's because I like to do those things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it always, that, that freaked me out. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the guy that needs attention. Right. Because it has some negative ramifications. The attention hussy, or. If you will. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're so. But the way I explained it to Kate was you just you want good attention. Like if somebody's talking or if if you're talking to someone, you want them to be paying attention to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And you, you have a high need for respect. So those kind of are married together where, you know, it's that good attention. Right. Yeah. Well, and so often. And this isn't about me. This is about <laughs> you can. I mean, you look at yours. It's an affection. It's attention and it's security. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is wrapped up like in do I matter? Do I matter to you? Am I mm-hmm. worth your time? Mm-hmm. Does it matter that I'm even here? Yeah. You know, and looking at your story a little bit, it breaks my heart because that's what you're saying mm-hmm. is, look, I understand we've got these issues. Yeah. You know, with some, with you have just one sibling? Yeah. Yep. Older brother. Right. And he got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go through life saying, yeah. look, am I here? Do I matter? Yep. And that's the beauty of your role is you got to give her this. Well, there's another one. <laughs> you give her this much. <laughs> <laughs> just every little bit of attention, every little bit. I, mean, I usually give her just a little bit more attention than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that will make, but, but doesn't that like give you everything that that's yeah. exactly. Oh yeah. Yep. And that's the, so you can look at this two ways that she has a sensational need for affection and attention. But the beauty is when you just do a little bit mm-hmm. rather than you having to say, you know, Hey, dig your big toenail into my calf so that I know that I'm still alive. <laughs> That's weird. Well, what did I set? Yeah. What did I set? What? You always, you know what I do? Low expectations. That is true. <laughs> he he said that from the very first time we started dating. But I love the fact that you said I will give her a hug because I know how much that means to her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because very often people are like, well, that, you know, you're just doing it because you know I need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it right. matters. Yeah, and that's the great. That, the fact that that's not your natural, you know, what people use too often is love language, which makes me want to vomit a little bit. But that's not the way you show love. You know, you show love differently. But if you do it in to her and give her that warm hug, mm-hmm. it's like gold. Yeah. And worth a million dollars. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you earlier. I said this. What is every couple has that fight? And it's the same fight, maybe different details. And it comes back every month, every six months whatever else and then we Ugly. we get over it they, and they immediately were like oh, oh yeah it's like you know just Ugly. think about it and they're like yes we know mm-hmm. should we both say it at the same time i don't want to say the wrong thing i know now i'm a little nervous <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear that said at the same time though i want to see if it works okay uh, one, one two, two three. three your mother Fam- I was gonna say family <laughs> family she i love you mrs faller <laughs> you're the greatest it's okay no but seriously she thing. is great and ha- okay but it causes most of the time how does it how does it manifest into an argument? I have always been extremely close to my mom. She's always been my best friend. In my eyes, she could do no wrong. Like I always had her back. Even, you know, she was non-confrontational. If she got in a fight with my dad, she let him say whatever and she just kind of took it because she wanted the fight to be over. And I would fight with my dad and be like, no, you know, you don't talk to her like that. You know, she, you know, kind of put me in situations that as a kid I probably shouldn't have been in. Right looking back I, on it like I, I celebrate how much you loved your mom and stood up for her mm-hmm. and i mourn the fact that that wasn't your job right but i always say that like, kate was the mom and her mom was the daughter yeah right. well and that's what jay's saying like it's not your job yeah, yeah. right yeah exactly yeah and that's what i that's what i kind of always try to and so you come in and you kick that front door open yeah. and you go this is how you should do it well mm-hmm. kind of yeah <laughs> Right. I, I, I try to do it like in the calmest, softest way possible. But I, I kind of, I said that I opened her eyes to a bunch of things, and I'm sure you did. Yeah, and and the, and the most in a kick the, the door down kind the of way. Gentlest <laughs> stud soccer <laughs> hockey guy. I'm, I'm not the gentlest guy in the world. No. Right, right. Yeah, I always felt the need. You know, my I felt like my parents didn't always get along. They almost had an agreement of sorts that mm-hmm. you know my dad went to work and he made the money, and my mom raised the kids. And my dad didn't always agree with how the kids were being raised, and so she didn't have a lot of support there. My brother was a very difficult child. He had ADHD. He you know 
had trouble in school, didn't have a lot of friends. And so I always felt like I need to be, you know, the best kid I can be. I just want to make things easier for my mom. And I just want to support my mom and be there for her. And that continued all the way into adulthood. And I never want to do anything to upset her. And, you know, Luke kind of came into the picture and was like, well, this is like roll backwards. You know, what are you doing for yourself? What about you? Like you and I almost looked at that in a negative way of like, wow, you're super selfish. Like, that's rude. You know, you're really selfish. And he's right. like, no, like, that's not your job. <laughs> you're like, well, maybe. <laughs> you're like, a still. little. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you got to do something for yourself. I'm like, quit doing everything for everybody else. It's like, you're, she always tries to make everyone else happy. Right. And she looks at herself second, which is a great, great, yo, good. Isn't that what you said about your dad, though? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm torn with Super him. sensitive to it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where I kind of recognize it. Yeah, yeah. It's the same quality. Right. Mm-hmm. Which that's why it's like, it's not that I hate it. It's just that You're what are you doing? To it. You recognize it. Yeah. I recognize it right away. I'm like, you need to change this. You need to start doing something for you. Yeah. And I've, I've really tried to push her that way. And I, she's definitely beyond leaps and bounds, at, at least, especially in the last year. Well, I, I went to therapy because right. I found that what I, I ended up just feeling in the middle. So, for example, my parents live on a lake. I love going to the lake house. Luke doesn't really care for the it's lake. It's an hour and a half away, man. Do I want to spend my time with Luke or do I want to spend my time at the lake? You know, it was always. And if I have to call my mom and say, hey, I'm going to stay home and spend time with Luke, she'd be heartbroken. If I say to Luke, hey, I want to go up to the lake and spend time with my mom. He's like, why? But in reality, I'm like, I'm going golfing. Awesome. See you later. (laughs) But it just I almost felt like every single decision they were on opposite sides. And you felt alone no matter what you did. If my mom upset me, I couldn't complain to him. Because he would be like, I knew she was crazy. If Luke upset me, I couldn't complain to my mom because it was so important for me, for my mom to like him. So that you hit the nail on the head. I felt so alone, you know, especially right after we got engaged. And, you know, you want everyone to be happy and excited. Celebration period. It's the greatest time in your life. Right. And that's exactly when I went to therapy. (laughs) Well, and and I I said like myself, my biggest thing was like, I want another mother. I don't want a mother-in-law. And like, then we had a huge fight and I'm like, well, she's a mother-in-law. Yeah. And that's that was kind of like my break point where I was like, well, this is how it's going to be. Well, and again, your need, you know, for res- combining your need for respect and your need for emotional security, it's I'm going to give you a chance. You broke the chances like so many other people have. Yeah. Answer me this. The fact that your dad appeased people, how did that affect you? Not just watching it. How did it affect you as his son? I, I mean, I... Because he showed up at all your stuff. Yeah, he always did. I mean, he was, I mean, he's, he's an awesome dad. Right. I mean, he gave me three years of his life to help me rebuild my house. So, I mean, like, he does everything for everyone else and does nothing for himself. Like, the man makes a good amount of money, but he's never bought himself anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it, and that breaks my heart where it's like, Dad, like, you're going to kill yourself working so hard. He's a steel worker, blue collar. Worked on the Coke ovens for, for years. Worked midnight shift. And I'm like, how do you do it? Right. Like, you outwork he everybody. Doing it? He's, a, he's a cement terminal manager. So oh, okay. the man still shovels cement with, you know, yeah. with shovels when he's like, <laughs> you're 64 years old. I'm yeah. like, you're going to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, stop. And when you're saying that, you're saying that. Yeah. Like you're not be speaking figuratively. Yeah. And it's you like. went to bed worried about your dad. Oh, I worry about him all the time. I mean, he's, he's I'm this, I don't want him to die. <laughs> right. That's the yeah. hardest thing for me. Like it, you see him maybe working himself to death. Those are hard jobs, man. And his body's oh. got to be so broken right now. Uh, it's he's he's a wreck. His hands yeah. look like arthritic. He's yeah. got like monster paws where it's like you shake his hand, it's like you lose your hand. Yeah, <laughs> your hand comes back bleeding. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like the callus is like you could just look at him and you're like, man, you're tired. So you're deeply worried about him because he gives so much of himself and doesn't take anything for himself. Does nothing for himself, and that's how you recognize that so well with her. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And it's like you need to do something for yourself, or you're gonna lose your mind. Yeah, man. And that leaves you in that same insecure place. Yes. Differently. Yeah. Different different side of it, but the same thing. Yeah, and it's like two of the people that I care about most right. both do the same thing. And I'm like, why are, Why do you do that to yourself? Right. It's like, I just don't see it. I'm like, I tell him all the time with things. I'm like, Dad, like, what are you doing this for? I'm like, you should be doing this. He's like, well, you know, that's, that's just how you do it. You just get up and you go. Because he knows, and his case is, I know that at least I can put my hat on, I did this. Yes. I don't know about the rest. And I don't know your dad from a hill of beans. I don't know you from a hill of beans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's the same thing. And your point was, hey, I'm just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. I just want to make mom happy yep. because mom already has too much. Right. You know? And so that's the beauty and the scariness of all this emotional need stuff is you want what's best for her. 
She's just trying to survive. And we've got to find a way to communicate so that you can meet that need of, man, you are special. Because he's telling you everything you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And it's just the fact of do it in a way that doesn't cause the division. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And every time we fight, she cries. You're a crier. I'm a crier. <laughs> and that's okay. She emotional. cries when she's happy. She cries when she's sad. And like, it's great when she's happy. But when she's sad, I'm just like, God, why are you crying again? <laughs> that, and I love does you. Does that bug you? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah? Yeah, it bugs me a lot. Because even if like we're not arguing about something that's bad, she still cries. Yeah. Why does it bug you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I was like, gonna, it's not that big of a deal. I was going to ask him that, but then I didn't think that, I, I, you know, I thought maybe I would be dumb for asking that. No. But I'm glad no. you asked that. <laughs> no, I well, mean, it, it, go ahead. I was just saying, it might rob you of some of your security. Like, oh, things aren't okay. Sure. And uh, you know what I mean? Potentially. I'm like, it just seems like that's an emotion that like, I, I cry at funerals. You don't. Maybe. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I cry at funerals. I mean, I'm not like, I'm a, I'm a sober at those like right. death, you know, things like that. Uh -huh. It's like, I'm Finality. really close to my family. Like people that are close to me, if someone dies, I'm like, I'm a wreck. And my right. dog, holy smokes, man. Well, that was the, the roughest. Yeah. yeah, but that's it's like when we cry in an argument, I'm like, you're making this so much worse than what it is. Like this really isn't that big of a deal. And you're like, this is the end of the world. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but I think my need for security is like, this is a big deal. Right. Like I actually think it was a huge relief for me when we got engaged because when we would fight before we got engaged, I'd be like, is, this, uh, yeah, is he is just going to walk one? away? Is, is it? This, this, yeah. Yeah. Is, right. is he finally had enough? Mm -hmm. So when we got engaged, like now, it actually was when we would fight after we got engaged. It was like better for me because I'm like, oh, because it wasn't know, as scary. Like, oh, right. Towards the exactly. end, it was. I had the ring for like six months, and she was like, she was getting on me hard too, <laughs> and she was just complaining. To everyone like, when's he going to do it? When's he going to do it? And then I did. Listen, folks, I'm not getting any younger. Okay. <laughs> We've been dating for six years. Ra Rachel and I were fighting a good bit before we got engaged. And at one point I said to her, do you realize how close we are to being done? And she goes, why do you keep saying that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I thought we were going to get like, somewhere. Yeah, you don't want to blow it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, All right, never mind. You know, yeah. Marry me, I guess. I, um, I want to conclude with talking to you guys. And this has been beautiful. And I really appreciate you guys. But. You guys, you know, your three highest needs are affection, attention, and security. Yours, you uh, just pointed at Luke. <laughs> Luke, yours are <laughs> approval, which we didn't really talk about. And it's not you're seeking approval. The way to look at that is is belonging, that you are part of something. Yeah. So it's like with you, it's your family. It's a big and deal all, to be a member of your family. And, and a lot it, of other stuff. Hockey team. Hockey team. I mean, I'm a, I'm a soccer coach. I'm a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, just I'm... I'm in a bunch of groups. Right. And that's clearly because that's yeah. important to you. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to clarify that, but also respect and security. What I like to do is to encourage people to say, how can I always say the word, the phrase, give legs to the need, which I've got to find a better way. But the point is like you have a high need for respect. How can she meet that need? I'm not telling you to do that now per se, because, you know, for you, it's affection. Mm -hmm. And you've already done a very good job of outlining to him how he can meet that need by I need a hug in the morning. <laughs> I need a hug in the evening. I need you to tell me that I'm pretty and that I'm, you know, worthwhile or whatever it is. Yep. And that's it's a good thing, because the worst thing is if you say I need affection and then he gives you a big hug, but you want to kiss on the forehead and you're like, whatever. And he's like, well. <laughs> I'm never going to try again because <laughs> yeah. I failed. So my encouragement is to go through those things and say, like, for security, you know, if, if you guys fight and you're crying and that drives you crazy, you know, if you just remind me, hey, I love you no matter what, even though you're crying, that might be something that would help your need for security. Like, I'm crying, but I'm not crying about you. Mm -hmm. Or I'm still going to be okay tomorrow. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that if we know how to meet each other's needs, it's a lot easier to do it. And there's yeah. no guessing involved. And then we don't steal them. Right. And, you know, and for your need for security, what? I'm sorry. For your need for security, like you said, um, how you'll hold grudges and, and things like that, you know, for you to just remind him, you know, every day, hey, you're the man of my dreams or whatever. Maybe you already do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would help you. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But whatever it is. I, I like it. She doesn't need to tell me. It's could, like. Could I, you read it? Yeah. I just. So work on your face. <laughs> uh -oh. Every morning. Uh -oh. See me in the mirror. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's almost like communication is important. To be open, to be honest, and to be vulnerable, which is the scary one for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the key in, in one of the three keys in a, in a successful relationship. But that would be my encouragement to you guys in that. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And yeah. hopefully, as you get closer to your wedding, you will do better. Right. Unlike... This person. 
Well, I'm just so I'm like I'll use the word I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Oh, so the title of this one is Vegan Runner. Sorry, Mel, if you're listening. (laughs) Mel is a a a coworker of of Kate and I that we love very much. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Mel. What's that guy like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like Melanie. Oh, 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 right. (laughs) Freedom. Vegan. (laughs) Mel Gibson. Got it. Vegan runner who is offended by the smell of meat is slammed for asking neighbors to show empathy by closing the windows while cooking and only grilling vegetables on the barbecue. How do you only grill vegetables? Who only grills vegetables? Right. No, I'm just kidding. Some people do. I mean, you do, you do it for kebab, but you always compliment that kebab with meat. Like, you're not making a meatless kebab, right? But, okay, so anonymous vegan runner from Berkeley, California... <laughs> what? That's California. crazy. Being criticized online caused a stir when she asked neighborhood not to cook meat with windows open. She said, "Smell of meat was offensive," but also added, "Did not want to be a stereotype." Sorry, <laughs> so, sorry, you're already. <laughs> the truth wants to come <laughs> out. Like, this is the definition. <laughs> <laughs> she ride up in her Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she was merciless. And I do feel bad. Like, I, you know, we live in this yeah. culture of like this, you know, relentless, you know, social media attack was mercil- mercilessly criticized and mocked online for unreasonable demand. Now, I'm not I don't want to categorize myself in that being, you know, mercilessly criticizing her. So I feel bad for that. But like, come on, like you're running in your neighborhood and you're asking your neighbors to change their lifestyle like. It's not just like her neighbor, like direct neighbor. It's all the houses that she's it's, running. It's past. not her neighbor who's, like, who's rose, you know, got a pig on a spit every day, right? You know, and he's killing the goats right in front of her and bleeding them out. <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> so anonymous <laughs> vegan runner that, by the way. from Berkeley, do better. It. I'm trying to find like an emotional need or something. Like she's just not nice. Like. <laughs> Maybe it's like I don't judge her for being a vegan. Yes, I do. But I judge, I judge her for like decide, telling the community what they can and cannot do. Yeah. I mean, it's so selfish. It really is selfish. It's selfish of them to it do what they want on their own that. property. Oh, wait. No, that's America. Go ahead. Yeah. It makes me mad. It makes me mad that she would do that. Are you doing a do better or a can't do better? I'm going to do a, I'm going to do one of each. Do a do better. People that drive with their high beams on. Oh my. Stop driving with your high beams on unless you absolutely need to do it. Wow. That's all. Okay. That is a personal one. This is a personal one. one. There's no link. There's, There's no, no date story. line. <laughs> it's just every time I drive around and see people with their high beams on. Like, Are you talking like always? All the time. Or like, Who does that? Like in the middle of the day. You know, you're driving with your high beams on or at night or you're right, right behind somebody. Dude, yes. Yeah. So like I, there was recently like multiple people that have driven with their high beams on during the day. Like, and I notice it so much. <laughs> I love how you're not on the mic, but I think everybody heard that. Yeah, that they still great. did. Maggie, especially. <laughs> Maggie! She just rolled over. Hi, Beams. <laughs> no, and I used to be a professional driver. And, you know, it was like I'm very cognizant about driving etiquette. And it's just one of these things where, like, why do you – like, you're not paying attention to your dashboard in any way, shape, or form. It, Maybe so you it, are. It's like an ignorant thing. Well, and that's the other are. side of it. Maybe you are one of those people, and you're like, I just don't care. I'm going to drive my high beams on. And then, and therefore, don't, they don't give you the proper respect. Respect. There See? See what we did here? See there what we is. did? And I don't get affection or attention from that either, which are also <laughs> my highs, too. So. That'd be awesome. High beams. Uh, yeah. uh, so <laughs> I'm so glad you did that You'd be me. on the <gasps> TLC at some point in time. Dateline. Ready? Florida man no way arrested for practicing dentistry without license again again (laughs) a Florida man was arrested and charged with practicing dentistry from inside his own home without a license and he's been convicted of similar charges in the past Jose Santos Vicente 56 was charged with practicing dentistry without a license on Wednesday According to Jacksonville, that's not even really Florida, though. No, that's South that's Alabama. South Georgia. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Once again, I don't judge him. I judge the people going to his house. <laughs> I was oh, just going to say, but I'll did they get know. my hair cut in Hi, the everybody. <laughs> I'm not letting you like it. No. Do you know her? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying. I don't know if these are like maybe his buddies, you know, but yeah. still. It's not Brian. I am. No, <laughs> I am not. Like, but, do you advertise that on like Craigslist and and hi everybody, hi Doctor Nick? Word what, of mouth. 
<laughs> Speaking of mouth. <laughs> Word of mouth. <laughs> See what you did there. Luke, I want you to know, I also am uh, going through and screening the things I'll say, but I will tell you later what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do better. That, that do better there, Vicente. Mm-hmm. See. Some people can't do better. Some people can't. Okay, so this one's near and dear to my heart. Um, Hockey. No. Well, I did have a hockey one, but this one came up today, and, and uh, there's a picture of my daughter in the newspaper, um, her first grade or second grade class. Um, she's hugging her best friend. Um, her, her other best friend um, is standing next to uh, this, this man that's seated. He's a Penn Hills police officer. Um, Penn Hills police officer reads to daughter's class after investigating false alarm. A false alarm emergency call from Penn Hills Elementary turned into a guest reader opportunity for a responding officer. Penn Hills canine officer Jason Lee said he was dispatched to the school. Uh, we located the classroom that it had come from, but nobody's in the classroom. We don't know if the phone was screwing up. We realized it was a false alarm or an unfounded call. It could have been accidental. After determining there was no emergency, Lee was on his way out when he saw his daughter's teacher. Uh, long story short, uh, he ended up going in and reading Dr. Seuss to them because this is Dr. Seuss week. I was asked to read at my at Abby's class too, so I actually read to the class as well. This is back in like the fall, so I don't know. It was just like a cool story. Oh, it's a I saw my story. saw my daughter in the newspaper. It was her class. Oh, it's such a cute picture because she's getting a little oh, hug from yeah. her friend. And <laughs> so and 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 just the fact that the dad, you know, the cop would would sit down and, and read a book. Would prefer a police officer. The police officer. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last came to better is very quick, and it was on Twitter, uh, where most things are good. Um, and it said, <laughs> "Nothing uh, bad." The there. best thing you'll see tonight: Vermont senior Josh Spidell gets the first start of his career and the first points of his career. Spidell was a highly oh, touted yeah. University of Vermont recruit before a car accident in high school left him in a coma. But Vermont still took him, gave him the scholarship. Oh, wow. He's not nearly near a hundred percent. But they started off the game, and both teams kind of stood down, and the other team got to go make a layup first, which. I kind of judge like I understand yeah. the agreement, but why didn't he get to make the first <laughs> basket? So like, was the other coach really like, all right, it's a good deal. We score first though. Cause I don't want you like, you know, backing out on me yeah. or nothing. But from an emotional need standpoint, like this guy, you know, you were a superstar athlete. You went, sure you were. Well, I, you went to college and played soccer. Yeah. Okay. That's at least, okay. You're a star, whatever point of the story <laughs> is. That's your identity to some degree. You're the guy. Soccer's my life. All that kind of yeah. stuff. So this guy's a star basketball recruit. Like they're saying he's like six eight. Like he's a, just a big boy. And he's a big time recruit. And that's everything. And that's his what? That's his identity. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone. Mm-hmm. And now they make a big deal and they give him his shot on senior night to go and make a basket. And it's not because of what he can do, but now it's because of who he is. Mm-hmm. But when my I would love to sit with him and talk and say, was his identity basketball? And now his identity is the guy that got in a coma and people loved him anyhow. And is the real him still being ignored? Mm. I mean, I can relate to that. Go ahead. I had a brain tumor. Mm. So Mm. my freshman year of college, I played, fought my way into a starting position. After freshman year, my sophomore year in the summer, I had a brain tumor. So I couldn't play. So sophomore, junior year, I had to sit out, couldn't lift anything over 10 pounds. It sucked. Because soccer was my life. That's the reason why I went to college. Right. But an education, education. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was secondary. Virology right. for, for the soccer. Yeah, but it, I mean, like I fought my way back and I played my senior year, but like it, it was devastating. Mm. So it's like I know where he's coming from. And how was your senior year? I it was rough coming back. I you was, weren't you I, weren't as good as a senior as you were as a freshman. I was gun shy at the beginning sure. towards the, like my very okay. last game I ever played. I got a shutout. So it's like that's that's how I ended my career. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Because that's that's right in the face of all the fears and right in the face of all that and, and the insecurities and all that. Yeah. But My it's goodness. like losing the one thing. Mm. I can't even imagine coming from, from his mm. story. And, that being and that not having did, it. Yeah. It, he can never bring it back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. My goodness. Well, he, but at least to the Vermont coach's credit, he can't yeah. do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still holding the grudge against that other coach. So with that, we are going to wrap up episode 66 of Lunchtime in Rome. Once again, please visit lunchtimeinrome.com. Please like, share, and do all of the things that people like to do on social media so that you can get the word out about this episode. Um, Please give us feedback. What do you think about this episode? Um, Would you 
Um, would you please go and take the relational needs questionnaire and see where you fall on, um, you know, what, what, what needs do you have? Um, go do that. That's also at lunchtimeinrome.com. Please go um, just sign up to our, uh, our podcasts, all the places that you can do that. Um, we want to thank uh, Luke and Kate for being here. We want to congratulate you for your upcoming wedding. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having us. Where are you guys registered? <laughs> we are Amazon. Amazon. A <laughs> uh, bunch of other places. I got access to the wedding registry. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Access to the what? The to the registry. registry. Oh, I nice. gave him the login. I didn't uh, get anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. It's early. <laughs> but we want to thank you for being here, um, and we do want to wrap this up. So with that. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. I saw her this morning. You know, and he's killing the goats right in front of her and bleeding them out. Yo, Sesame's here.